0: Hello friends, it's me, the president of Chickenlandia. Did you know that I have a new book that is now available for purchase? You heard that right. It's called Let's All Keep Chickens, the down-to-earth guide to natural practices for healthier birds and a happier world. It's now available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, your local bookstore, and more. For more information on how you can grab your copy, just click the link in the show notes. It's so exciting, I can barely handle it. Okay, on with the show. Welcome to Chickenlandia's
1: 100% friendly podcast, Bok Talk. This show will help you learn all about how backyard chicken keeping can be fun, entertaining, and stress free. Here's your host the president of Chickenlandia.
0: hello, friends. Welcome to Chickenlandia, and welcome to Bok Talk, your 100% friendly backyard chickens show. I am your host, Dahlia, also known as the president of Chickenlandia. I'm a backyard chicken educator that has found peace and joy in the chicken yard, and it is my mission to help you find that, too. My friends, I have a fun and exciting interview for you today. This is a chat that I had with the host of a new chicken podcast. It is called Crazy Chicken People. Isn't that the best title? (laughs) Like that title is perfect. His name is Thomas Ksenos, and I really hope I pronounced that right. I think I did. I think I did okay. And I'm sure after you listen to this, if you aren't already listening to his podcast, you are going to want to because he's just a really down to earth and genuine guy. And it's easy to connect with him about chickens. I just feel like he gets it. You know, (laughs) he gets it. He gets the crazy chicken thing, you know, (laughs) and we love that. As always, this podcast was brought to you by the folks at My Favorite Chicken and by the folks at Small Pet Select. So definitely check out those links in the show notes for all your chicken needs and also to help support this show. That really helps me out. Without further ado, here is the interview. Hi, Thomas.
1: Hey, Dahlia. How are you?
0: I am good. I am going to attempt to pronounce your last name. Now, I had it as Xenos because it's very galactic sounding, but you told me that's not right. So it's... (laughs) Ksenos, ksenos? Xenos, 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 that okay. is it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> I will, I will mess that up again. So
1: <laughs> everyone does. It's okay.
0: <laughs> so Thomas, I am so, I, first of all, like you contacted me just like through my website and I have, I confess, I get so many emails like I don't, you know, I usually get to them like weeks later and I can't answer all of them. But I saw your email and I was like, wait a minute. And you had mentioned your podcast, Crazy Chicken People, which we're going to talk about more here in a minute. But I was so happy because every whenever I see like a new chicken person, like a new educator or entertainer in this arena and they're willing to like reach out to other people. Like I sometimes I kind of feel like everyone's kind of I it's I confess it's a pretty competitive. Um I don't know, the chicken world is kind of competitive, like the chicken education world. It and does so feel that way. Yeah. And so I was like, oh my gosh, there's another chicken podcast out there. And I think <laughs> there's like four. I like, and one of them doesn't post that much. So yeah. Um I just saw, like, I, I, you know, when I saw your email, I was like, oh my gosh, I've seen that podcast, like show up on the lists. You know, if you like check the list, the charts and all that. And I was like, I have got to get him on the show. And especially after (laughs) I listened to some of your, some of your stuff. So I'm so happy you're here.
1: Well, thank you. I'm, I'm super happy to be on. I'm like, I'm a super fan. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I am <laughs> for sure.
0: That's awesome. That is so awesome. Well, I, I I'm sure my audience is like, okay, we want to get to know this guy. So I wanna ask you like how did you get started with chickens? You know, is this like a generational thing? Is it like something that's been in your family? Are you new to it? Just tell give us give us some back some chicken background here.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um I've always been around animals, at, at least you know, for the majority of my life. Uh, my parents had horses when I was very young and, um, you know, all the way through the time I lived with them. And I do remember us raising chickens from time to time, I guess, as a kid. Uh, I have some memories of of raising little chicks in the garage and feeding the chickens that we had, but it was never like a big part of my life. You know, I was a kid and we had chickens, we had horses and, you know, I was out doing kid things, but, yeah. um, and my mother's always raised them even since then, uh, after I moved out and, um, she's always had chickens around. And then I started thinking about this a little bit more, you know, going back to my great grandparents who moved to the United States from Greece, they grew up in a small village on the Island of Crete. And, you know, it wasn't really grocery stores and stuff. It was you ate what you farmed or, you know, what you grew in your garden and whatever animals you had around Um, chickens were a huge part of their life. And I've only just recently started kind of reflecting back on that uh, which I think it's kind of cool. You know, it's one of the traditions that they never really exactly passed on to me, but I kind of feel like I'm still following in their footsteps a little bit. So um, even though it hasn't been like a huge part of my overall family's life, uh, it's it's always kind of been there, you know? I feel like, I mean, you could almost look at it like, maybe I wouldn't even be here if it weren't for chickens. You know, my grandparents, right. uh, you know, like that was a huge part of the way that they lived. So, um, yeah, it's kind of a generational generational thing for all of us, but I'm just now kind of starting to realize that.
0: Yeah, I sometimes think, would any of us be here if it weren't for chickens? Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Really? I mean... We've become just hugely dependent on them. I, I think most people probably don't think about it. Um, but I mean, it, chicken is a huge part of the American diet, of the world's diet, really. Yes. Uh, the number of eggs that the world eats on a yearly basis and even the pounds of chicken meat, uh, it's it's a huge part of our lives. And I, I think you don't really get that when you go grab a case of eggs at the grocery store. Yeah. But when you really start thinking about the the history of it, um, in fact, the history of chickens fascinates me. It's I I think it's really cool. Yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) Me too. I have a book. I can't remember what it's called. It's like the history of the chicken or something like that. And it just talks about, you know, all the way back from, when they were in the jungle and then they traveled and then they tried to raise them and it didn't work. And then they brought them back. And it's like all this, (laughs) this voyage to where we are now. And I think it's so fascinating and it's super fascinating because you and I, you know, like you're talking about your great grandmother, like your great, your great grandmother. And that's like what I think of when I think about chickens in my family, my grandmother kept them. Um my mom didn't keep them but my great grandmother she really you know she always had them and it was like a huge part of how they survived. So and we have that in common meanwhile you know my family is from Guatemala and yours are from Greece. So it's
1: like <laughs> totally different parts of the world but um still reliant on many of the you know the same things that that got yes. all people through those times. Yeah yes. I say those times I mean it's only the, the last hundred years or so I know. that that humans have become you know to the point that we don't have to care for the animals that help yeah. us survive anymore. but um yeah, it's it's been most of human history. We've been very reliant on on chickens and all you know many other animals as well. but uh, chickens are the ones that get to me
0: <laughs> me too. <laughs> they really got to me how How long have you had them? you know, how long have you had them in your adult life?
1: Yeah. Now here just for, it's been about three years. Um, you know, my wife and I, uh, when we first, you know, moved in together, we, we, we lived in the city and chickens really weren't on my radar. Animals weren't on my radar at all then. And, um, we, as we got out of the city, we tried to get into a a place more kind of in the country on some property. And we were close. We lived in these like little subdivisions that were out in the country, but still not to the point. Like I always wanted to be back out here, um, so that I could have a ton of animals. Um, so it's once we moved out here about three years ago, uh, chickens were not the first animal we got. In fact, the first ones we got were a couple of sheep. Uh, kind of oh, call wow. them rescue sheep. Yeah, uh, little baby dolls. They're they're super cool. Uh, but the folks that gave them to us had silky chickens, and were checking them out. We're like I had never seen them before. I'm like what it was are all, these? That was all
0: she wrote. That <laughs> <Yes>. was it.
1: <laughs> yes and my wife was like we're getting some of these and she actually went uh with the lady they gave us the sheep and they they met a breeder local to us and brought home some silkies uh of course more than we had planned for <laughs> you know uh, i was like well how many did you get and <laughs> was like well um but yeah ever since then and we still have some of those silkies that we originally started with and have added a lot of birds since
0: yeah i was listening well i'll talk i'll talk about that more later but i was listening to your podcast about all the the breeds that you have and i know you have itty bitty chickens which are like my favorite
1: oh, they're so cute <laughs> yeah so cute
0: but i can't who can resist the silkies it's like come on you know you
1: know yeah they're they're adorable <laughs> they're super sweet um they're a little bit harder to keep i have found uh, at least they have been for me there, there's some things about them that um you know, just a little bit tougher than with the full-size chickens, but, uh, they are super cool. I mean, you know, with the full-size breeds and sometimes you get some chicken, a lot of the chickens, you know, they do like to be close to me and, um, but none of them are quite as affectionate as the silkies. I know. silkies, at least the hens, uh, I have some roosters that (laughs) not so much, but, um, the hens are just, they're so sweet. I mean, they're great with kids. Uh, you know, my kids have friends over to spend the night and They'll go down there and just hang out with the silkies and it's totally awesome for them. It's a great experience compared to, you, know, you let a kid walk into a, a, a chicken run with a dozen full-size birds in there and it's not quite the same experience.
0: Yeah. Especially with full-size roosters and their kind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I know that, you know, just from listening a little bit to your podcast, I, I know that chickens have kind of changed your life a little bit and I wanted to talk to you about what that experience has been like for you and like, what is the most surprising thing about them that you didn't, you didn't consider before you got them?
1: Yeah. You know, and it took a while. Um, we I would say we had chickens for probably a good year, maybe, maybe longer than that, maybe closer to two years. Um, until I really started feeling just much differently towards them than I had before, or almost towards any animals. Uh, that first group of silkies we had, it was you know, I built them a coop, helped feed them, clean the pens, get some more chickens, but they were kind of like the sheep to me. You know, they were, they were an animal that we had, but they weren't like my dog or my cats, you know, or yeah. something like that. Um, They were just some barnyard animals that I took care of. As we started to get more of them, and especially after I started raising chicks, uh, you know, a couple rounds of raising chicks, there was something about being with them, like, and I know I've heard you talk about it. I don't want to like steal your line, but being in the chicken yard with them and it's just so peaceful, you know, like after the feeding and the cleaning is done, like I can sit there and just watch those chickens peck around and scratch or whatever it is they're doing. Like, there's no part of my day that is as peaceful as that, you know? And yeah, it's hard to get that feeling, you know, in life, like life is so busy and fast these days, you know, it's, outside of home it just doesn't slow down but getting back here and going down and throwing some scratch out and i have even i like i set up a chair like a folding chair i can fold it down when i go in there so that they're not all over pooping it yeah. <laughs> pooping <laughs> on it but you know i can just sit there and hang out with those chickens for hours and be totally content and not think about whatever stressed me out that day or whatever worries i have coming up i mean we've all got things we're dealing with but Those things just kind of fade away when I'm down there with the chickens. And, you know, I love my goats, but I don't get that same feeling from the goats. And I love my donkey, but (laughs) I I can't just sit there and watch my donkey for hours on end. But (laughs) something about the chickens, it's I I don't know what it is. There's just something about them that.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, I've described it as they're, you know, how like you, you, we all should be doing this, but there's something to be said for practicing stillness you know how, however you decide to do that in a in a day whether it's prayer or meditation or whatever there's something about that practice of stillness and chickens are like moving constantly but they're also it's like they're still and and you you kind of get into that vibe when you're with them so when i'm when i'm out there with them it feels like a meditation it's like i'm it's like I'm practicing. That's like my, my practice of stillness every day, even though the chickens are constantly moving.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a great way to describe it. Actually. I mean, I don't meditate. I've never really considered it, but sitting down there, just, you know, not on my phone, not distracted by anything is probably about as close to meditation as, as I get. And I probably just as effective. I mean, for me, Like, I need it every day now. I need some amount of time down there to just reset. I typically, when I get home from work, I just drive straight down to the barn. I go feed all the animals real quick, get the work done, and then just try to find some time. And some days it's five minutes and some days I get longer, but I just kind of need that to like break away from the stress of the real world and be able to kind of refocus. And I mean, I, it's probably a stretch to say that like chickens have improved my family life, but. If I can walk up from the barn at the end of a work day and like just be calm, be at peace, have put all the work stuff behind me, I think it does make me a little bit better coming into the house. And, you know, now work is behind me and now I'm just the family guy.
0: Oh, yeah. They totally made me a better person. And I I wasn't a lousy person, like, (laughs) but I'm like less, I, I don't know. I mean, I think just having that time outside, that connection with nature, and those moments of stillness have you know that really helps me to just stay level headed to be better with my kids to be better with my husband to feel better in general yeah um and i just say they made me a, they made me a better person you know
1: they have they they totally have um it's hard to explain you know even even the eggs like i i don't buy i don't have all these chickens because i need all these eggs I know. and I, I don't even try to sell eggs. Like considered it. I'm like, it's not even worth it. I'm super happy to give them away. Like it makes yes. me so happy. Like, look at this beautiful dozen eggs I've brought to you, you know, that like I made. I didn't make them, but you know,
0: you feel like, like you, know. you did.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> there's just so many positive feelings that come from raising chickens and I mean, there's, there's some hard times too, for sure. You know, that's, that's part of it. That's part of raising any animals. There's always going to be some difficult times when you experience loss or sickness, but, and there's a lot of work that goes with it, but the pros far outweigh the cons. It's, it's not even close. It's, uh, it's just a great thing for me.
0: That's great. That's great. And I, I hear that in your podcast. So your podcast is called crazy chicken people. It's just a really like how do I describe it? It's like a peaceful, like I feel peaceful listening to your podcast.
1: (laughs) Thank Um, you. I've heard that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And there was one that particularly one in particular that touched my heart a lot. And you were talking about loss in the, in the chicken yard and just the, I don't know the way that you explained it and you were, you were like vulnerable about it and just being really honest about how that feels. And I think as certainly as an educator, there's like this feeling of like, do I share this? And you know, Oh, I lost a chicken. And, but it was, and I think you had said that in the episode, you were like, I'm not sure if I'm, I wasn't sure if I wanted to share this or not. Yeah. And then you just kind of like went into this reflection about how it, you know, what it, what it meant. And I, I loved that. I love that about your podcast.
1: Well, thank um, you. It's, it's a hard thing to talk about. I mean, I don't really, I, I definitely don't consider myself a chicken educator, but I mean, I, I started the podcast because I needed an outlet to talk about chickens. Like I, there was, had to come a point where I stopped approaching people at the feed store. And like, Hey, I see you're buying chicken feed. Let's yes. talk. <laughs> you <know? laughs> I was like, all right, I got to find somebody else to talk to. Um, and there were some other things that went into it as well, but uh, it's, I'm not like an expert by any means, but I also didn't figure people would just want to listen to me talk about how much I love chickens once a week. So I was like, I have to mix something else into there. Um, But yeah, to go on a a show and and give people advice, you know, whether it's based on my own experience or something I looked up, it's hard to do that. And then also say, oh, by the way, I just lost a few chickens, you know, Um, it's like, well, well, why should I listen to you? But everyone who raises chickens is going to lose some. It's it's part of it. And I think it's important to talk about, I mean, I don't know how new owners deal with it. If they just feel like, Oh my gosh, this isn't for me. You know, I lost a couple of chicks. It's, I think it's important to just like, Hey, we're, we're all going to experience those things and why not just be totally honest about it. And I mean, there's so many good emotions that come with chickens. Like we talked about there's, there's sad ones too, but I mean, you kind of have to have that balance. I feel like, you don't earn all that happiness unless you've experienced some of the sadness as well. And, um, so I just felt like I should share that. It, it's, I just try to be totally open and honest. And, and if that means I got to tell somebody that like, yeah, I, because of my poor performance or or whatever mistake that I made, you know, this chicken died. I hate to have to tell somebody that, but, but it's the truth and other people are going to experience it too. Unfortunately.
0: yeah, And I think, There's value also in like just talking about the experience and like you're learning, you're learning through your experience and you're sharing what you're learning as you're learning it. So a lot of people love that. And I mean, and I don't blame them. Like I like that, too, because it makes me feel less alone or like there's kind of this divide between like me and the experts It's that we're all kind of learning. And even me, after I've been teaching for over, you know, a decade and all the stuff that I've done, I still feel like I'm learning. Like, you know, I mean, (laughs) every day I'm learning and sometimes I'm wrong. And then I'm like, oh, gosh.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I think I I have to think it's you're always going to be learning. There's always, you know, going to be something new to deal with. Um, I've seen some of your recent stuff. I know that. You're dealing with some, uh, I don't know how you want to uh, fleas, um, you know, oh, some different, <laughs> you oh, know, gosh.
0: like my kryptonite.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, you're you're the president of Chickenlandia, and still you have to deal with with these things that everyone's going to have to, right? So, for for you or myself or anyone to go and be like, well, I know exactly what to do and I have all the answers, it's just not the case. So why not just be honest about the things that we we deal with and how we dealt with it and hey you know what I tried this and it didn't work so don't do that <laughs> you know Yeah It's all just experiences to share with each other I, th- I feel like
0: Yeah absolutely and I've seen educators and this isn't to like bash on other people but I've seen them be like if you do all of this your chickens will not get sick like if you do this and this and this your chickens will not get sick it's like <laughs> that is a claim like this
1: <laughs> yeah, like no way. It's they're they're living things and you know each one is different just like us. Um people can't all be raised the same and turn out the same and chickens are you know same deal. It's they've all got their little individual quirks and or or health issues that have to be dealt with and yeah, there's no perfect way to raise a chicken. I don't think there's there's certainly some things you shouldn't do and some things to avoid, but there's so many things that do work. You know, it's Yeah. I it, I feel like it's been overcomplicated and I sometimes wonder if that makes it hard for people to get into chickens. You know, there's, if you go on Facebook or, or, you know, so many of the different resources out there for, Hey, I want to learn how to raise a chicken. You can get a thousand opinions on the same topic and some of them just way over complicated. And maybe it works for that person, but it can be daunting. I think for, for somebody just starting out to like, well, what do I do about mites and get 50 different answers and they all seem to contradict each other, It's it can be difficult. Hopefully people understand, like, you know, there's not this one right way. Humans have been doing this for so long. Like, you're going to get through it. Just take some of the advice you get, maybe filter out what you don't like. Try the things you that sound good to you, and um, you're going to get through it and learn from it.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, we were just saying, our great-grandmothers, you know, and beyond, like, people have been doing this for millennia. Uh, it's certainly not rocket science. Of course, I think, you know, people want to take really good care, especially our demographic, you know, like they're, they want to take really good care of their chickens. They want their chickens to be healthy and happy and all that, but it's pretty easy. Like chickens don't need a lot. They really don't.
1: <laughs> no, no. It's just a safe place to live, you know, the, the proper food and, and they do most of the work themselves. It's they it's kind of nice. Yeah.
0: You're like always working. They're always pecking and scratching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me one thing that you have learned about chickens that you didn't know before you started keeping them.
1: Gosh, uh, you know, there's so many things that have amazed me about them. Um, I mean, talking about like, I mean, big picture I didn't realize that like a chicken could be just as great as a pet to me as, as a dog or anything else. But I mean, down at a very like finer level, um, some of the just crazy facts about chickens. Um, I mean, have, you always hear the expression like sleep with one eye open. Chickens <laughs> can literally sleep with one eye open and half their brain awake and half their brain asleep, uh, which is, I mean, amazing. <laughs> like that's yeah. pretty cool. Um, you know, I've read that a mother hen can, I don't know if converse is the right word, but communicate with their chick that's still inside that egg. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. That, that, that And I never would have guessed that, you know, it's um, just a really cool thing about them that I picked up. So, um, but the biggest one for sure was just like that they're capable of so much emotion. Um, I would, maybe love isn't the right word, but like, I yeah. feel like I have some chickens that love me, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. however they would describe that feeling, like, they come running up to me. They want to be around me. They'll hang out around me. I just, I never saw that coming from chickens.
0: I know, me neither. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but I was hooked. Yes, yes, for <laughs> sure. It's it's so cool. I mean, and you kind of have to like earn it from them. You know, I I love dogs. I have a dog and they're great. You don't have to work very hard to get a dog. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But a chicken, like you really have to put in the work. I, I feel like, you know, maybe there's a few that just, gravitate to you naturally but you kind of have to earn that mutual respect with them um to get some of the the great stuff out of a chicken that you can
0: yeah and some of them it's never enough no matter how much yeah it's never
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and i respect that too i mean you know it's like all right you're your own little person and you don't like me that's that's okay
0: (laughs) Okay, I want to talk about your new podcast Crazy Chicken People. We already talked about it a little bit, but I just want to get a little bit more into it now. When did you start it? What's your goal with it? What are you hoping to share with the world through this podcast? Tell me about it.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I'm still working on the what do I hope to get from it? I I kind of started it on a whim. Um, in fact, I was driving home one day from the Bay Area and where I live, and long drive, bad traffic, yeah. you know, getting ready for the next four or five hours in the car. And so I listen to podcasts a lot, uh, whether it's for entertainment or something I want to learn about. Um, so of course, I, I started listening to your podcast to learn about raising chickens. Um, you've basically taught me how to raise chickens without <laughs> knowing it. Um, but at that, on that particular day, I got caught up on Fox talk. So I was like, all right, I'm going to find another chicken podcast to listen to. And I found one, tried it. I was like, all right, I didn't really like that one. Found another one. I was like, that one, not quite for me. And I kind of kept going through that and then started having this inner dialogue with myself. And it was getting kind of negative. I was like, why can't (laughs) I just find another good chicken podcast? And, uh, you know, started like saying things to myself that I was like, all right, that's pretty harsh. At least those people are like trying to do it like. It's a hard thing to do to record yourself and put it out there for the world to judge you on. And I was like, well, those people at least tried it. And I'm just sitting here in my car complaining about it. And for the rest of that ride home, I was contemplating that. And I, I'm a pretty quiet person. I'm kind of shy. Um, definitely not outgoing. So doing something like this was like way out of my comfort zone. And because of that, I was like, I'd really like to challenge myself and just see first if I can even record one, you know? And I mean, anyone can go record themselves talk, but see if I can put something together that kind of makes sense and, and then see what people think. So I recorded the first couple episodes and it took a couple weeks until I actually released it. I was just nervous. (laughs) I shared it with some friends and family. I was like, tell me what you think. Um, but eventually did. And like, for me, that was just getting over this huge hurdle that I didn't think I was capable of. So Initially, it was just a challenge to myself to see if I could do it with no plan for how long it would go or how often I would do it. Um, But I really started to enjoy it. And, you know, I got to this point, I was like, well, I can't just tell people I love chickens every episode. Like that's going to get old. (laughs) (laughs) So I got to start thinking of other things to talk about, which also became challenging and, and fun for me. So no real goals with it. I think as long as you know, I see more and more people every week or, you know, month to month that are, are checking it out and seem to like it. I've getting some listener emails was super cool for me. Like I got some that like almost kind of made me tear up. I was like, Aww. you know, it's just so cool to like get some positive feedback on something that, you know, you put a lot of your, I don't know, your heart into, Yeah. you know, so I think if people keep listening to it and enjoying it, um, whether it's a few or a lot, and I, continue to like doing it i'll probably keep it going but yeah no real goals i think just keep it going as long as i can or or at least for as long as it's fun to me um but you know it's not i'm not like i don't have a website to direct people to or or you know i haven't written an awesome book <laughs> to <laughs> to try to encourage people to check out but um yeah i just figured well other people probably also like talking about chickens too or hearing about chickens uh, cause I mean, I listen to it just for entertainment, right? Podcasts in general. Um, I'll yeah. listen to it just to be entertained and I want to hear people talking about things I'm interested in. So I couldn't find another chicken podcast to just like enjoy on my drive home. So I thought I'd try to make one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so glad that I was part of that inspiration. And I think that is something that set you apart from, uh, from other podcasts is that you can really like your heart really comes through. It really
1: does. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. That's that's what I try for. I, I really just, I want to be completely open and genuine um, and kind of show that vulnerable side that I can't really do that. You know, in my regular life, I, I got to handle my work business and handle family business and all that kind of stuff. But I do feel like on the podcast, I can just open up and be myself and I don't know, show a side of me that I don't typically show.
0: Well, I love it. And you have such a good title. Like, I was like, oh, that's a good title. Like, that title's better than mine. (laughs) Uh, It's perfect. And I'm shocked that there's not another chicken podcast called Crazy Chicken People.
1: I was too. Yeah. (laughs) You know, initially I was going to go crazy chicken guy or crazy chicken person, something like that. But I was like, Well, the show's not about me, you know. It's not at all about me. It's about chickens and the people that love them. So, and then you know, crazy chicken people is like, that's a real thing. Yeah, (laughs) it is. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, that's how I came to it. But I do like it. I do.
0: Yeah. In fact, before we we were talking a little bit. Like, you know, I always talk to everybody before we start recording, and we were talking about like my alien. Like, (laughs) okay so anyone that follows me i don't know if you follow me on youtube um i kind of or if you follow me on twitter i'm kind of like an a ufo buff too so i have like these three main things in my life chickens ufos and aliens (laughs) oh actually it's like i i think i would say chickens UFOs and aliens, and I'm a Karate Kid super fan and a Cobra Kai oh, super fan. So I'm like nice. really into the Karate Kid universe. <laughs> <laughs> and then you were telling me, well, like I'm kind of in, a, I'm kind of into UFOs too. And I was like, is it possible that we have something else in
1: common? <laughs> uh, you know, I saw the um, the stained glass kind of decorative thing that you had yes. in your chicken coop. Uh, I just happened to see it in a Facebook post, and I thought that was like, oh, how cool to have a, a little UFO artwork in your chicken coop um i'm super into them i i don't know why just because it's i mean it's fascinating the the idea that there's something out there that we don't know about and is just so much more advanced than us it's how could you not think about that? You know, I know it's, it's a weird thing but <laughs> it,
0: it's so funny because I listen to a lot of UFO podcasts and I'm like I'm friendly with some of the some of the guys that have UFO podcasts and I'm always like well I would give you a shout out but I don't think there's a lot of like <laughs> UFO chicken crossover <laughs>
1: If you've got some good ones, I never even thought to look for a UFO podcast. I, I don't know how that escaped me, but that, I would love to get some of those.
0: I mean, it gets deep. You you can get deep into it, but uh, my favorite one is That UFO Podcast. That's my favorite okay.
1: one. Okay. I'll check that out for sure. <laughs> so, so look,
0: it. I did. I gave him a shout out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, he's going to get an, at least one more listener.
0: Yes. For sure. <laughs> He'll notice yes. that bump.
1: <laughs> uh, Uh, so every year we do a haunted house at Halloween for like a big neighborhood party. Um, last year, a year ago was, was, you know, it was okay. And when it was done, I was like, I should have done aliens. So for the (laughs) whole past year, I've been thinking about this and I built like pretty much a ufo in my driveway or at least half of one oh, uh so that you could walk into the ufo and then my, my garage made up the inside of the ship uh and it was pretty cool <laughs> it was cool
0: you have to make a one of those like ufo chicken coops
1: i have a couple satellite dishes <laughs> that i've gotten for this halloween that i may do that yes i've seen the picture <laughs> it looks hard to clean though i don't know it what does. the bottom of that i don't know looks like. <laughs> I, don't,
0: I don't know how uh it's like okay it's hard to clean does it actually fly? I mean, come on. like.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to probably do one of those at some point. I'm going to save the satellite dishes. And if I get some free time, see if I can put one of those together. Do it. Yeah. Do it.
0: <laughs> Thomas, it has been an absolute delight to chat with you today. I wish you the best of luck. Uh, with your podcast. I'm so happy. I've been seeing it. I've been seeing it go up the charts. I really have. And I know people are listening. It has. It's cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Hopefully after
0: today, you'll get some new listeners. It's called Crazy Chicken People, and we will be looking forward to what you do in the future.
1: Well, thank you for having me on. This was, I mean, you were my inspiration for starting a podcast. Um, You've taught me most of what I know about raising chickens. So um, this was a big big day for me so thank you so much for having me on i super appreciate it
0: thank you thomas thank you so much for joining me today thank you to my co-producer kelsey paulis also known as the chickenlandia presidential advisor thank you to talking to grows for editing this episode and to double m ranch for their wonderful podcast art if you enjoyed this podcast remember to rate and review it especially on apple podcasts and spotify that really helps me But the main thing I want you to remember is that you are always welcome in Chickenlandia. Bye! Dahlia Monterosso, also known as the president of Chickenlandia, is a backyard chicken educator in northwest Washington. To submit your question to Talk, visit welcometochickenlandia.com. We'll see you next time!
1: bye